What's up, my little mistakers and new listeners? You're tuned in to the Humor in Mistakes podcast, where each week we have a guest come in and talk about past mistakes. I'm Donovan McNeil. And I'm Andrew Gleason. And we find mistakes hilarious. But human. We think we can learn a thing or two. So join us on our journey as two upcoming comedians who make mistakes. Take a listen, have a laugh, and go make a mistake. Guess what day it is? It's the two-year anniversary of the Humor in Mistakes podcast. The first episode was released March 24th, 2018. I know y'all forgot. You forgot about our anniversary, but I'm going to let it slide. Um, When I first started the podcast, it was because I knew that I was afraid to pursue a career in comedy because there's no way to traverse the arts without making mistakes. So this podcast, in a way, was to encourage me that mistakes are okay because bombing sucks, y'all. Andrew was added as the co-host about halfway through. He became the co-host because it was the right thing to do. We had recorded a bunch of episodes together already. It's like we were living together, had three kids, spent all our free time together, had a joint bank account. He was my power of attorney. We'd been to Disney World twice. We took a picture wearing the mouse hat in front of that fucking castle that everyone poses in front, but I still hadn't proposed yet. I needed to make an honest woman out of Andrew. So he's my co-host officially. For our two year anniversary show, we discussed some favorite moments from the podcast over the few years. Life update. Some of the things I said aren't going to age well on this podcast. Uh, We recorded this back in January when I just moved to D.C. Well, Natalie and I are done and I'm back in North Carolina. The CDC doesn't have the real statistics, but quarantines are also a relationship killer. Being away from each other eight hours a day, five days a week is the backbone of any relationship. On a serious note, I want to give a shout out to Loris West. When I was conflicted back in December about moving to D.C. with Natalie, she randomly messaged me and said you can always move back to North Carolina. And she was right. While it sucks that we're over, I take solace in the fact that I have evidence, there's a lot of evidence, that it wasn't meant to be. And I don't look back and wonder, what if? There's comfort in knowing that I went for it. So take that risk and go for it. You can always go back to what you were doing before. And by going for it, at least you learn something. For example, now I know that I have a deep hatred for cats. I never would have known that without moving in with her and her cats. Anyways, thank you for listening over the past two years, little mistakers. We're going to keep going. So go out and make some mistakes.
What's up, little mistakers? We're here for a different type of of episode today. Special. Uh, uh magnificent. Extraordinary. Uh, superfluous. Uh, I can't top that word. <laughs> I had to go for the jugular. Uh, it's a two-year anniversary. Bam. Uh, a lot of things don't last two years. Most marriages don't last two years. Most marriages, most small businesses. Uh, most ideas. Most podcasts. podcasts. We've seen podcasts come and go. Most viruses. Uh, <laughs> uh, they will have corona by the time we release this. This yeah. is going to drop March 24th. I hope you are getting the treatment you need from this wonderful healthcare system that we have. <laughs> Wash your hands. Uh, sanitize. Uh, Hopefully, I, I'm hoping that everyone is is safe. Uh, you'll be fine. It's it's most people. If you're a healthy a young adult, you'll be good. Yeah, yeah. I hope my family's safe. Uh, I at the recording of this episode, my birthday was uh, a week ago. So I'm hoping I didn't go out and make out with somebody who had it. I got scared for a second. I was like, wait, your birthday was not a week ago. Then I was like, recording right. the release date. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, that would have sucked. Um, but we're here. It's been two years. Um, I started out by myself, uh, brought you on like what, a year and three months in or so. Right. So we did it. It had to have been, I don't know a year. I don't know if it's been a year. Um, I didn't think we would reach two years. Uh, I, I, I not because I didn't think we'd reach there. It was just because. I was I when I first dropped the first episode, it was just because someone was like, "Hey, you keep vaulting episodes. Uh, it's time to release." How many times did you get vaulted? So I think I've been a guest a total of five times. <laughs> Three of them are vaulted. Are you offended? No. Okay. No, okay. I'm not. Because I mean, uh, you only have so much wisdom to share. I think I was running the well dry. <laughs> um, I was just calling up everybody. I was like, look, I don't know how to do a podcast. I just need you to jump on. I don't know if I'm going to drop it. Look, sometimes you need trial runs. Hey, you do. If you're ever going to do a trial run, make sure you tell a person that it's going to be a trial run because I did get people like, yo, when you drop my episode, I'm like, never. Yeah, well, the skills aren't there yet. They weren't. They weren't. And and now uh, we're not in the same location and we're still dropping episodes. We are. We're making it work, man. You moved to D.C. mid-January. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we've still maintained consistency through planning, through a plan, a system. You, you know you screwed me, right? I screwed you. You screwed me. So uh, I'm happy I'm in D.C., by the way. I'm glad it worked out. But uh, like when I was like, when you know, when you're thinking about making a big decision, decision you're trying to find every excuse not to move. And so I was sitting there talking to her. I was like, I don't really know if I can move. Like, I got to talk to Andrew. Like, we have a good thing going here. So I go to you and you're like, I'm willing to support you. Whatever you decide, <laughs> I'll make it work. So it's on you. And so I was like, well, that just went that fucking excuse. Well, <laughs> I was, if, if you'd have been like, look, podcast is going to fail if you move. Like, that would have given me more. I could have been that way, but then <laughs> I, I mean, what 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 would have happened? We could have had a falling out because uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't have followed your heart. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you didn't make that decision 
easy for me. Look, man, I am fully supportive of all of my friends and everything they want to do, man. I'm not one to tell somebody they can't do something. I was just been like, it had been help. It had been like, look, I, I, I can't go. Andrew's like, the podcast will fail. Uh, but no, we made it work. We we're making it work. I mean, I think it's uh, been strained a little bit. I yeah. think the the overall system is a little bit harder and requires a bit more upkeep and maintenance. But I mean, if you set out to do something, I think we're both pretty good at making it happen. Exactly. I think we're slowly having to. I think it's good in a way, right? Because because we were near each other, there was a lot of. Uh, like, like, what is it when you're trying to get things together? Uh, details that we could let lapse because we could finish things last we minute. Could slack a little bit, exactly. Um, but here we're having to like January was troublesome because we had to book a lot of people. Yes, because I'm coming down at the end of the month just to give y'all a, a, a little. I'm coming down at the end of the month. We record and like. I think like a week before, you're like, dude, we don't have anybody fucking scheduled. <laughs> we, yeah, we dropped the ball there <laughs> and we got to make sure not to fumble again. Exactly. So it it makes it, it's, we're having to stay on our toes basically. And be, I forgot, I should have brought that up in our meeting. We need to talk about March. <laughs> so hopefully um, when you are hearing this, we have guest book for uh, this month, March. Oh, we will. We will. I got I got two for the beginning of April when okay. you come down. Yeah, I can't um, wait. I can't wait to be in DC. Um, but yeah, so we're staying on top of our toes. Uh, we're getting better. Um, I'm gonna go curse at the Lincoln Monument. <laughs> oh, we gotta get you in some of the black rooms. Yeah, I'm down, man. Yeah, I dig it. Is that uh, a, a word that black people use? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we can get you some black material. You could talk about how bad white people are. Pretty bad. <laughs> um, but March twenty fourth, it's a two year anniversary. We have uh we have the highlights, don't we? Yeah, we have gone through and picked out some, not all, because all of our favorite moments would be that would be entirely way too long. Are we going to say that? Are we going to are we going to do the? Is this a podcast? Where we do the stereotypes, where we say the things that everyone says. I feel like that's true. Though. <laughs> All the moments. I think we would have a good. Because what was what was the first pitch for this episode? We were like, let's go through and do five clips each. True. And true. we were like, that would be too long. It'd be way too long. So it would be too long. You're right. So I I'm wrong on this one. We picked what three? Yeah, three. Three each. It would be too long. I I, I apologize, sir. Right. Right, negativity over no, here. I know, man. But learning to apologize is something that I'm I'm working on. You can be wrong. Anyway, that was a ghost thought. It appeared in my head and then disappeared. But yeah, so we've got that's offensive to ghosts. I feel like you know what? Fuck ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you go to stay. Ah, oh, wait, this is gonna come back to bite us in the ass ten years from now. Do you think that ghosts stopped wearing sheets after the clan came out? They're like, <laughs> we don't want to be affiliated with they that. They had to change up their marketing. Right. Yeah. They they went from sheets to like to like shackles or like chains and like I think, eye patch. I think if they're that progressive they would stay away from shackles and chains <laughs> and stuff too. What does a progressive ghost look like? Um, I'll tell you what the ghost of the twenty sixteen election looks like. 
I ain't with her shirt. <laughs> so we've got our top, or not our top, but like some of our favorite moments mm-hmm. lined up. I've got three. You've got three. I've got three. And we're going to take a listen, and we're going to just kind of like talk about it. How it made us feel. Why is it important? Now you, do you just want to jump in? Let's jump in. So, uh, let us know. What, what's your first moment? Uh, my far- first moment is uh, Henry Copeland. Uh, he was a great guest because he ended up being a guest because I saw him running down the street. <laughs> uh, him and I had taken classes together before. And when I saw him walking down the street, I walked up to talk to him. And he was like, yeah, McNeil. A couple of days, I hadn't seen him in like a month or two. And he was like, yeah, McNeil, last time, uh, and he said, I almost died last week. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, man, I almost died. And I was like, uh, I was just so shocked. And I was like, let's get you on the podcast to talk about it. And he, he had told me about how he almost died and, um that it changed his perspective and i was like okay that sounds like a mistake and so this is from henry copeland's episode which yep. was uh february 18th 2019 sure i'll go back it's episode 26 <laughs> i said did i almost die they said yeah you, you really should have come here as soon as you started coughing up blood is that like uh for our listeners so when you cough up blood go to the hospital that is a pro tip um <laughs> Yeah, yep. Go, particularly if it's purple and the size of a. I don't know. Um, so, so that mistake one was I, you know, again this here's the history major thing. I created a story that made this horrible thing okay, right? Right. And so that was a mistake. But now there's a second part of the story is I'm sitting there in the emergency room at 2.15 in the morning and they're like, you know, you can go home now because we've diagnosed it. We've given you your pills. You're going to start to feel better. Everything is fine. And I'm saying, I really don't feel good. And I'm thinking, Henry, these are professionals. You just almost screwed yourself by not coming to the emergency room. Now they want you to go home. Go home. But I was still like, I don't feel good. And then they, you know, they said, well, we're going to give you a little shot of morphine, take the pain off, you know, take the edge off. You can think about it and we'll come back in an hour and then you can decide, wink, wink, to go home, basically. (laughs) So an hour goes by and um, the nurse comes in and she's like, okay, so Mr. Copeland, are you ready to go home? And I said, I'm really not feeling good. Hey, hospital beds are comfortable, man. They are. Well, and the thing is, I was in real pain. I was sitting there in terrible pain. I was like, I'm not feeling good. In fact, I'm feeling kind of nauseous. In fact, nurse, can you hand me a bucket? And she's looking at me. She's like, you are really white. And I'm like, oh, man. And I'm like, I'm really feeling Maybe bad. Maybe it was the way you asked. Yeah. <laughs> a little too. So, so yeah. Uh, so she calls in a doctor. So suddenly the ER, the, my little room is full of doctors. And they're looking at my heart rate. And it's going... 60, 55, 50, 45. That's not the countdown you want. 40. And I'm sitting, no, it's not. I'm sitting there going, this is like this straight line trajectory. And I'm thinking this ends at zero really, really fast, right? And then 35. This is your heart rate. This is my heart rate. 35 beats a minute. It's never been below 50 in my whole life. 30. 
And at this point, the doctor is looking at me. He's like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, I can't see you because he's just gone black, right? But right before it went black, they're putting the paddles on my chest, right? And I'm sitting here going, oh, my God. I'm going to die, and I wish my kids were here. You know, this is terrible. I'm going to fuck. I'm going to die. And then 20, got down to 20, and they gave me a shot, and they brought me back like that. It's something called atropine, which basically speeds up your heart. So bottom line, I screwed myself. Mistake number one, not going to the emergency room fast enough. Mistake number two was almost listening to them. (laughs) (laughs) So... I don't know. What's the conclusion of that? The conclusion of that is, you know, you you do have to listen to yourself, but you also can't bullshit yourself too much. So being honest with yourself and saying, like, I'm not going because I don't feel well. I'm feeling, you know, I could have wrecked going home. A cop could have pulled me over, slumped down with a zero heart rate. Um, I don't know what would have happened if I'd gotten in the car and driven home. And they were like, we're going to check you in for the night. You're good. (laughs) You're good. So that that clip meant a lot to me uh, because Henry is such a wonderful guy that to, to even think about him just leaving the earth was and for him to come on my podcast and talk about it was powerful for me because I'm like, OK, he trusts me. He's willing to talk about this. Number two, it was such a powerful thing because he's talking about something that happened like not that long ago and already pulled a lesson from it and is saying that he, he ends up saying that he's going to he spends more time with his family because it was just so abrupt um, that I think that's something that we could all benefit from is just realizing that, you know, life can happen that fast. Uh, you can lose your life that fast. And number three, it was a lesson because it was like, I'm about to leave this earth. And he said the last thing he was thinking about is he wishes his kids was here. And it's like, am I mature? Because if I'm leaving this earth, like the last thing I'm thinking about is like, mm-hmm. oh, like I'm, I want someone to come and like give me some head or something. And <laughs> I know that sounds bad, but like that's how I'm like before that would have wanted it to go out. And then now I'm thinking like I want to go out with my family. Is that would that do you honestly think that'd be your last thought? Because I honestly think everybody's last thought is, oh, shit, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Well, it's also like, what all have I done? Like, have I done enough? Yeah. Um, I'm terrified of death. Yeah. I have a lot of death anxiety. I was, I was more stressed about it when I was in the position where I didn't want to be. Um, now that I'm hustling towards something... I think I would be like if something were to happen, I'd be like, at least you are working towards your goals, like your real goals. I think that before when I was at IBM and I was in that cubicle every day and I was not doing anything toward my ultimate goals, I think had I gone out, I'd have been pissed. I'm like, you sat in this cubicle every day and that's what fucks with me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just, I maybe it's ego, but the thought of either not existing terrifies me, even though it shouldn't. And then also, like, the idea of, like, we don't know what's at the afterlife, right? And I'm, like, 99% sure if we are punished for bad things, I'm going to hell. (laughs) 
Um, that's not entirely true. I I think that I hope that there is like a heaven. It's just I don't know if I'm ready to go. Right. Let's say there are people who I have beef with. Right. And like people I just really didn't like my entire life as a human. I'm supposed to let that go once we get to heaven. Like, can I confront anybody in heaven? Because sometimes to <laughs> me, like I get a certain joy out of out of being a little confrontational. Like that would like being a little confrontational would be a little bit of heaven to me. Can I confront anybody in heaven, or does everything have to be, you know, hunky dory? Do we have to sit around and sing kumbaya all the time? I don't. I don't think that heaven exists like we think it does. Our image of a heaven, I mean, that's just what we're told as kids. That's what we're told to comfort us. But I think, like, if there is a heaven or something like that, it's probably, like, I don't think we're conscious. How are we going to be conscious without brains, man? I think it's one of two things. I think there's a heaven, or I think it just goes back to, like, what happened before you were here. Nothing. You don't even think about exactly. it. Exactly. You're just, like, you're just gone. Yeah. Which is cool. Which is, I don't know. I think that's. Scary. Hey, I was chilling before I got here. I don't know what the fuck I was doing before I was born, but I was having a good ass You're time. Right, but I really think I have thought about this, and the meaning of life, which is a question that a lot of people, philosophers, great thinkers, struggle with. You know, what is the purpose? Why are we here? What is the meaning of life? I honestly think it's to not die. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the only, like. To me, that's I just don't want to die. I never want to die. I want to be immortal, and you know, because life sucks, but life is also great, and life's short, but life is also long, and like there's so much stuff to do. Uh, I I just want to do it. I want to experience it. I do. I do want to hit three figure, three digits. Yeah, I speak that shit into existence. Yeah, man. There's no reason you can't unless you. Get a a fucking blood clot and almost die like Henry. Well, very true, very true. Shout out to Henry. Thank you for doing the episode. Uh, you made the top. I don't want to call it top, but you're one of our top performers. We loved your episode. Um, yeah, I, I would love to hit three figures, man. The only thing is, like, I don't I don't want to become a hater once I hit three figures because, like, you got to think about it. like there's those people. Who like live I think the oldest dude in the world right now Is like 111 Or is it 114 I was watching a video on it yesterday Jesus. And it's like 114 In like 40 some days right So if you're 114 And like 12 days You're No one knows who you are Because you're second oldest Yeah Are you sitting here waiting for this dude to die Like Do you get your glory I think that uh, human beings will be living that long regularly in the next like fifty years, just with a just medicine like medical technologies and shit. They're growing fucking eyeballs in labs. <laughs> like I think we're gonna be fine. I will. I do. I don't know. This is going into an entirely different conversation, but you know they're gonna have to cap the population. Oh, true. And we're just gonna be. Living long ass lives, but we, we gotta we gotta wear condoms. <laughs> this is probably going to get me arrested a hundred years from now. But mark this down: if McNeil is in the top fifty people still old is still alive, like I'm like 123. There's like someone who's like 123 in ten days. You're going to slowly start to see people above me who are perfectly healthy start going out. 
But my question is, even if you get to number two, you're not going to be able to take out number one because you can't get past NBA security and Vince Carter is still <laughs> playing. <laughs> 163-year-old Vince Carter. <laughs> Still shooting threes. For the Milwaukee Spacers. All right. Uh, so my next moment is kind of similar topic. Really? Yeah. So this is from uh, Tony Castleberry's episode, uh, December 9th. Um, here he is talking about his grandma dying. Ooh. But how I felt after that is even though – even though she had been in declining health and even though she was 89 and we were all like, we need to prepare ourselves for it. There's nothing that prepares you for it. If it's the person that you love the most and the person who raised you from a baby, um, it hurt like hell. And I remember just, you know, when it was confirmed by the hospice folks in the room that she had died, um, I just fell to my knees and just uncontrollable tears. Like, I cried like I haven't cried maybe ever. Um, but she taught me to be tough and resilient. And so I get that shit out of my system pretty quickly. And then it was all business. What do we need to do to make this funeral happen? What do we need to do? I shifted pretty quickly into that. So then what happens when you do that, that's great for the time being, but then after all that stuff is over and you try to resort, try to re, you know, resume normal life, boy, you really miss that person then um, because you've been in business mode and taking care of things for these couple weeks. But then when it's just you and your thoughts and that person's no longer there, you know, I called her every night for like 10 years. So to not be able to pick up the phone and call her was brutal. Um you know, I missed that like crazy. Uh, it was it was really tough, um, as you probably would imagine it would be when you're that close to someone. But um, I'm lucky that I was sober for those last three years of her life. Um, I created so much chaos and havoc in her life and everybody's life when I was drinking and using for all those years. So, um, and she even commented to me toward the end. She was like, I'm, I'm really glad that you stopped drinking. I feel like we connected in a way these past three years where there was a divide between us for, you know, those years when I was a hopeless drunk. Um, so I'm thankful for that as hurtful as it was. And as much as I still miss her, the memories now are mostly good ones. Um, when I look at photos of her or my mom will text me a photo of me and grandma when I was small, it's like it brings a smile to my face. Whereas those first month, that first month or two after she died, any mention of her, any image of her would just send me into a tailspin of grief. Whereas now when I think about her, it's happy and it's inspirational. And that's why I continue to write and tell jokes about her. Because to me, even though family members would probably disagree to me that's a way to glorify her memory and it's it's a way to uh to keep her memory alive in my opinion whereas they would be like i can't believe you're telling this story <laughs> about this thing you did or this thing grandma did to me it's 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 helpful and it heals damn so that was i mean you could just tell how earnest he is being and that's why I picked that one because it was a particularly emotional thing. And I feel like he really was speaking his truth. Yeah, I think it's very powerful. Like, 
like you said, when you, I think people are able to go into business mode, right? When something bad happens, you go into business mode and you can pretend it's all good, but then it'll hit you later on. Yeah. Um, and I think that resonates with people. And it also teaches you to to accept that. Like, hey, you might go into business mode now, but it's going to uppercut you later. It is. You can't bury stuff. You, I mean, you can, but it's not going to be great. Um, and Tony's just a, an, another great guy. He can ball. He can. He's got a jumper. Yeah. And uh, you wouldn't expect it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if you look at Tony or like he could play basketball, I'm like bullshit. But he can. He can ball. Yeah. Uh, and he really is a student of of the game. I've seen him like really get, really improve his comedy and his and all of that stuff. And I don't know. He's just a guy who has a lot of life experience. Yeah. And he's not afraid to show it either, right? Like when we were asking him about how he contacted comedians to get them on the show, I was almost afraid to ask because I'm like, he's going to, that's like a secret to him. Like, because he used to do interviews like we did, uh, we do, and he's, he's just sharing the knowledge. Like he's not trying to hide anything. He's willing to help. So shout out to Tony. Yeah, I appreciated that episode a lot. What do we got up next? Uh, we have Wafik. And the reason I chose this one is this was one of the earlier episodes, but uh, Wafik told us this is one of the first times I was like, okay, people are willing to talk to me on the show. Uh, I've created a safe space, (laughs) (laughs) but no, people are willing to talk to me on the show. And it was amazing to hear how Wafik transformed, right? So if you listen to the story and then you know Wafik, they don't go together. And I think that is the the ultimate overview of humor and mistakes, right? Is your mistakes don't make you. Um, so I want you to listen. And when I tell you this, before you even listen, Wafik is probably the kindest, calmest, Smiles funniest dude ever. Yeah, And he was just put in a terrible position and made made a mistake as a kid, but he's that doesn't define him at all. So your mistakes don't define you. I might make my voice deeper. Whatever I'm going to say, something I think is deep. I okay. <laughs> Play the video. <laughs> I was at a baseball park. It was um, I don't I don't I don't know if it's still named the same thing, but it was. Blythewood Park. It was Blythewood, South Carolina. All the little league teams played ball there. So I'm there minding my business. And these guys come around the corner and um one of them spit on me. Oh, that's hands. That's yeah. hands. You yeah. get hands. You know, believe it or not, that wasn't the first time that happened. You know, somebody actually spit in my food. They blew their nose in a burger of that I was gonna eat. Thankfully something told me to check the burger and I didn't and I, I didn't eat it, but I almost did. But um, uh, he spit on me, and I don't know something in me just made me act, made me actually act on some of my impulses. So I reached out, and I could, and I wasn't trying to punch him, but it was like my fist just started thinking on its own. I yeah. reached out, <laughs> and I just punched him in the face. And so his friends came around the corner, and it was three of them, and it was just one of me, 
So they jump me and I'm pushing them off and I'm getting punched. So I pick up a rock and I bash one of them in his head and I could sense myself losing control. You know, I don't know if anybody's into Dragon Ball Z. It's kind of like Gohan. You know, he doesn't want to uh, uh, lose control. So I could sense myself losing control. But the problem, the scary thing is I liked it. So I kept bashing him in the head with the rock and I saw something shiny on the ground and I started to pick, pick up, pick it up. It was a piece of metal and I figured it was sharp and I I was planning on stabbing uh, him and the rest of his guys. So another one, a guy that went to school with me, his name is, um, I can't remember his last name, but his first name is Anthony. Anthony Mack, I believe, came around the corner and saw me getting jumped. And Anthony wasn't friends with me. He just knew me from school. So he uh, started pushing some of the other guys off and told them to leave me alone. And the guy that I had stabbed with the uh, metal and I beat in the face with the rock was on the ground bleeding really bad and some police officers who i guess were patrolling the place came around and uh, they came running over and they snatched me up because i'm standing there holding the rock and everything and i got blood on me and there's blood on him so you know uh, they put me in the back of the car and they were going to charge me with assault uh, assault with it was first degree assault and some other stuff but that was the first time i got in trouble that's crazy because, uh, like, I know you now and that doesn't seem like you. But also, like, as you're telling me it, I'm like, okay. I, like, I, I respect it because I hate when people – I was always told you never know how someone's going to react. So just mm-hmm. leave people alone. Like, I try I try not to pick on people, mess with them because they, they could just be having a bad day and then you get cracked up against the head. So, like – I don't feel sorry for that dude. He shouldn't have been messing with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still don't. I still don't feel sorry for that dude. I might a little bit. Why is that? He got stabbed <laughs> and beaten in the head with a rock. Here's the thing. I think that when people, if it was a one-on-one fight and he did that, I would be like, yo, that's not cool. When you get, when you're jumping somebody with three other people, all The Rock did was even the playing field a little bit. It you're now right. just you're became right. a fair fight. I think if you're being jumped, you have every right to use a weapon yeah. to defend yourself. It just became a fair fight. Let's let's do some jumping. I got a knife and a rock. But the way he told the story <laughs> was as if he hit him with the rock and had time to see the shiny piece of metal bend over and be like, hmm. <laughs> But that's intense. Yeah, it is. I, and when he was telling us, I was like, I did not know that Wafik went through this. Right? This was in the uh, radio station too, right? Radio station days. And he was just talking about just minding his own business and kids messing with him it all should, the time. And it's like. It happens. And, and, and it leads, it, it talks about like bullying, like he talks about like his him moving with his mom, him being upset about that. He moving to a new school and just minding his own business, and kids constantly fucking with him, right? And this is and then you we both know Wafik. He's so calm, and for that rage in him to build up to where he did this, it's very real. Yeah. I remember being a kid and. Um, there was this one kid who just relentlessly day in and day out. And I used to go home and like, just think and plot and plan out, you know, just yeah. like shit. If I see him, like, it's just, if, if I see him and I'm behind him, I'm just going to sneak him 
you know, and just like I would every day just like picture fighting this kid. Yeah. There was this kid named RJ, and I literally told him, that, I was like, I am not messing with you. Like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> like, why are you messing with me right now? Uh, man, it's kids are ruthless yeah. and they just want to see where the line is. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, and I think so. Sometimes I think bullies just need an ass whooping. And that I agree. Maybe 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 we should start an organization that let's say let's say okay let's say you're in sixth grade right and you got a fellow sixth grader beat bullying you or you got a seventh grader bullying you the ninth graders you pay them to come whoop that seventh grader <laughs> like ah oh, wasn't that a movie Sean William Scott Mr Woodcock oh I don't know he was like the substitute teacher who got the kid paid him to I don't know I don't know maybe. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's a business venture there. Like, like what? What's worse, a bullet or a fist? Like some of these kids are going crazy and using bullets, right? If we started paying paying high schoolers, the baddest high schoolers to be like, look, you're in charge of making sure no one gets bullied in this school. Right. Whoop anyone's ass that does bullying. The only Can't thing we would kids. have those no, like no, hold on, because that's that's the prison experiment. <laughs> that's giving the power to. The, then they become the guards. The power goes to their head, and they start terrorizing the school. Yeah, you, 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 you siphon out the power, right? Like you don't, you're not always the person. Like <laughs> it just be like maybe, maybe you're on like Fiverr or some kind of uh, app where you're like, here are my credentials for beating up kids. Yeah, uh, I will beat up any kid that bullies anybody. Maybe I don't know. I just the only pushback would be like the nonviolent parents. But if someone told me like, "Hey, your kid was bullying people, and he got his ass whooped for bullying by another kid," I wouldn't be mad. I'm like, "Stop bullying." Yeah, I. <laughs> what? <laughs> How can you be mad? Your kid got his ass whooped because he was bullying another kid. Every time I ever got into a fight, I didn't get in trouble. Yeah, with my with my parents because they knew that like I didn't start shit. Yeah. You know, it wasn't my fault. I didn't walk into school looking for a fucking fight. Yeah. So it's like, it's a little, it's a little snot nose, like, you know, assholes who keep poking people. Yeah. And I bet you the nonviolent kids or the nonviolent parents have the bullies as their kids. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Cause they'd be like, what? My kid is not a bully. No, no. no. He doesn't deserve to get beat up. That's probably not true. That's generalizing. But, you know, whatever. I bet it is. Um, so this next moment's pretty short, but uh, go back. Was this your first episode? Who? Chad Ward. Yes, it the first one I released. Right. So that's already special. And um, it also just so happens to be the first time somebody teared up on your show. Yeah. I was not ready for it. When I read the, I read them the books. Yeah. Um, and I did all the voices. Oh, I love readers like you. Yeah. Uh, well, I had a professor in college, a guy named Jim Kilgo. Okay. Um, and he was my writing coach. And we would go over to his house and drink his terrible, terrible homemade wine. And um, <laughs> he would read us the Joel Chandler Harris Br'er Rabbit books, and he'd do all the voices. And that just kind of inspired me so when i read to my own kids i did the voices wait you were an adult yeah and he so and he would as another adult would read to you with voices yeah wow 
<laughs> I mean, I, I I like it. I just I would just be weirded out at first, and then I'm like, okay. No, he was an amazing guy. Really? I miss him terribly. But the greatest compliment I ever received um, was when I took my kids to the first Harry Potter movie, and Hagrid is voiced by Robbie Coltrane, who is this incredible Scottish actor. And I had done Hagrid as Scottish. Yeah, I think they mention it somewhere in the book. And okay, I might tear up here. Um, right. We we do emotions on this podcast. When we walked out of the theater, my daughter took my hand and said, "I liked your Hagrid better." Wow! You you're out here outperforming Scottish actors, voice wise. Well, she's my daughter. Hey, well, I like it. Yeah. That's respect, man. That's respect. You gotta do. You gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're the first person to get emotional on the podcast. I like it. This is a hallmark for the McReal Show. I appreciate it. Shout out to the McReal Show. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes, there are a couple things I like. Uh, one, you dropped the old name. <laughs> uh, two, you can clearly see your interview skills got better. <laughs> The Keeping It McReal Show is a wonderful name that will be brought back, not mm -hmm. to this podcast, but Maybe it's a new one. I will one day have something called Keeping It McReal with McNeil, and it's going to get me kicked off air because I'm going to keep it so real that people aren't going to like it. I like that because um, you can clearly tell that you were caught off guard <laughs> and you didn't know how to react. Not at all. Not at all. And it's, I don't know, It's. I think it's kind of cool. Do you know that there is a McReal episode out there? I do. It's on YouTube. Yeah. You can find it if you look it up. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, don't. No, I don't. Was that the one with all of us on it? Were we all on it? Yeah. Yeah, that we were was. All, I like that episode. Was that the one, what to do if you have superpowers or something? Yeah, and we also talked about, like, um, I distinctly remember it because we were all, like, when you let your boy fight somebody oh. and they uh, are getting jumped or, do you, like, do you step in if your boy is getting jumped or something like that? And oh. everyone was like, Andrew, if you're getting jumped, I would step in. And then Brad was like, mm, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh Oh, yeah, because I just finished watching, uh, um, not Blade. Uh, uh, the fucking Iron uh, Fist and um, uh, uh, Luke, Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. And there's this one point where Luke Cage has beat everybody's ass. And it's like, there's no way I could beat this guy. Do you let your friend do that? Why would I go in there and just get knocked out, too? Like, that's was my, that was my question. Like, am I, do I have to get punched in the face by a superhero? <laughs> <laughs> I still think the answer is no, but I don't know. That was a that was a sweet moment by uh, Chad, who's who's another great guy. I mean, he's an author. Look look up his books. Go back and listen to that episode. You know what I found recently? What's that? You know when me, you, and Sam recorded a Walking Dead oh, reaction? You I found, found that? it. I found. You gotta send that. It. To I me. thought I had deleted it because remember I said I didn't record. You have to send that to me. Yeah. Shit. Um, I found it. I think it's pretty good. I don't know. Um. Yeah, the show's not anymore. Yeah. Uh, so who we got next? We're coming in on our our last two. Um. Um. This one is Amadio, and this is an Inception episode. This is, and we're going two Inceptions deep. 
Oh. Uh, because uh, Amadio was on. He was my third episode. Yep. And during that episode, he talked about he was going to do a project. He was just speaking it into existence. He said he was tired of working for other people. He needed to release his own project, and he was going to work on it. So then he came on my show a year later to talk about his project. He he wrote. He filmed, he edited a movie that got picked up by two different film festivals. Yeah. Uh, he got all the actors. He like emailed a bunch of great actors and like, I can't really pay you. I think he paid a couple of them, but mm -hmm. he like funded it all himself. And that got picked up by two film festivals and it got him a job to make another movie that he is currently working on. Uh, because some dude with a lot of money saw it and was like, I think you have potential. So it worked out for him. So he was on the show to talk about Jigna, that, that uh, I was film. I going to offer you a bunch of money if you could remember the name of oh. it. <laughs> uh, Jigna. And he was, on the, he was here to talk about it. And so when, I, when he was coming, I happened to listen to his old episode for research and found that he was like, I really just want to do something. I'm going to go do it this year. Yeah, I so remember. I played it for him. Hell and yeah. it was like a little inception, so. Uh, we, my surprise was going to come in the middle of the episode, but we're already here. Okay. I want you to listen to something. Uh, put on the headphones, okay. please. <laughs> we're already here. We're already here. Let's... You spoiled it. My bad, man. No, no worries. No worries. I want you to listen to this. So, so what do you have going on? Like, tell us what you what's going on in the works. What's what's next for Amadio? Um, I'm I'm really. <laughs> talking about focusing on myself i'm focusing on projects that i want to do that i want to do that that i'm in charge of um i'm focusing on things that i what? who said that <laughs> uh, uh creative projects artistic projects i'm not you know I, i've i've spent a lot of time performing and doing things for what? other people i would like to keeping a thing with focusing on myself i would like what? to do something that what is all me <laughs> um using my money uh my my time and, and, and my vision to create a project that I, <laughs> I, I he did to be out into the world. I don't know what that is yet. I, I because I just made that decision a couple what? days ago. <laughs> Man. So what was that? What Th tell that, the people that, what you just listened that to. That was fake. There's no way I said that a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> tell I, the people what you said. I, that, there was that was uh, my interview a year ago, and I basically said the exact same thing I just said, but kind of different. I I said that I was ready to focus on my own project, but I didn't know what it was. I remember that I had no idea what it was gonna be. Um, I didn't know it was gonna be a film. I didn't. I thought it was maybe gonna be a poem or, I, I really didn't know what it was, but I, I was telling McNeil that I was spent all this time, you know, performing and giving all my artistic abilities to other people. And I just wanted to do something that was my own and that was my own vision. And, and now you've produced a movie that, t tell them about the movie that you produced yeah. a year later. Yeah. You spoke it into existence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, that that really that's really that's really crazy to me. I'm not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> that was a surprise, McNeil. <laughs> that was a good surprise. Uh that one meant a lot to me because so I put headphones on him to let him hear what he said he was gonna do. And just the look on his face, like of pure joy as he like realized that he like said a year ago that this is something that he wanted to do and he made it happen and he forgot about it. It was just real uh, joyful to see.
Um, and I think that's often how we have to be. Like we speak things into existence. Uh, we make goals. We set them, and then we make them happen. Um, so yeah, it was just one of those times. Like any other guest that has made a goal, if they get it done, like I want to see them back. Like I want them on the episode. Recap. Again. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah it's it's inspiring. Um, he he did it. Yeah. He made the movie, and like you said, now he's that, that opened up a whole new world for him. Exactly. And he's getting to really do what he wants. And for the most part, like I feel like a lot of us creatives are um, just starting out, like getting our creative confidence, right? So he's talking about doing something. I was in episode three of the podcast telling him, I don't know what I'm doing right now. And just to see, like, I love seeing all these artists around us grow. Like, every time somebody accomplishes something because they went on, out on a creative limb, I'm happy for them. Cause I mean, I, it's just awesome to see. Because yeah. you know what, as an artist yourself, you know what that feels like. Yeah, exactly. And, like, yeah, man, I wish everybody could could really experience that feeling of, of creating and doing, reaching a goal, you know, reaching a goal that you set for yourself. Exactly, because I think as you start accomplishing your own goals, you start to have more respect for the people that are accomplishing goals and the people that have accomplished a lot because you yourself know the doubts that come with it, the setbacks that they've experienced. Yeah. Uh, you I, know that they had to be so resilient. Do you remember what it was like before you had ever made a dollar from comedy? Just talking about how I wanted to make a dollar from yeah. comedy. Like, it's crazy. I, I remember being, like, two years into comedy and being like, you know, I've never been paid for this. And to me, I'm going to know success when I make $5 from a show. Yeah. That's all I want to do is make $5. I remember I remember the first time I got paid. And I got paid 20 bucks. And I didn't know I was getting paid. And it was like, what the like, I would have done that hour for like it was yeah. an improv show. And uh, was that varsity? Uh, this was or, this was improv noir. Varsity was the second time I got paid, but it was it was like holy shit! Like I can make money. That wasn't work. Yeah, I mean it was. It's crazy. Yeah, it absolutely is crazy. Um, and then and then it just slides because like now I mean I've done a couple of paid spots lately and the pay is like a little bit better but like then you start doubting yourself because you set the next goal and you're like man what can i make a hundred bucks from a show like will that ever happen yeah i don't know but you know you just gotta keep working towards it just keep moving forward will we hit a hundred episodes Ooh, that's a good question i did not know every time i look back and now i'm like oh we're at 65 i never expected to hit that man. yeah uh, will we hit a hundred like, will we, will I get a, a a festival spot that's like outside of the southeast? You know, like there. I mean, there we, all of us have specific goals, and uh, it's all about constantly challenging yourself. Exactly. And if you are doubting yourself, if you're listening to this and you're like, "Is it worth it?" Yes. Like every time, so worth it. I reach the goal. I'm like, it, it's worth it. That five bucks, that twenty bucks is like. I mean, that's pocket change, really, like, compared to what you can make doing a full day of nine-to-five work. Yeah. But 
it feels so much better. It does. I guess there's no question about it. Which is, this is some sort of serendipity. Because our first two clips lined up subject matter-wise, talking about Henry almost dying and, and then Tony talking about, uh, like, death and the death of a loved one. Um, and now our last two clips are going to, because I'm going to kind of, this is from my first appearance on Humor and Mistakes. Ooh, this is the first one? Or yes. the first released one? The first, uh, this is the, I, there's been two released. Okay. Three released. There's the the recap we just did. There's the one we did before you quit your job. And then this one. Okay. This is going back to the radio station. Ooh, radio station days. Done uh, at the, this is episode 20, I believe. But uh, we're going to take a listen to it, and then we're going to talk about it. Okay. So what we got on the docket for you is uh, Andrew's got an album. Yes. I have uh, more podcasts coming your way. I have some films coming your way. Uh, Andrew has a stand-up coming. We're going to be doing more stand-up. That is what HS2, the group we're in, is going to be giving you this year. You can also catch us every Thursday, or every third Saturday at the Pit Shop. The Pit. Uh, Andrew and I are about positivity this year, and and we're encouraging you to join us on the positivity train. Uh, You're going to see us post positive Instagram posts, Follow me at Kevin McReal. I might even make a humor in mistakes in Instagram. We want you to join us on our journey of positivity and growth. Uh, we're we're going to go a long way, and we want you to be there on the bottom floor. Mm-hmm. Um, the bottom floor is pretty slow. Is is it's dirty right now? Yeah, we're sweeping right now. Yeah, we're we're cleaning up. You know, getting rid of the cat cobwebs and whatnot. Um, you can follow me at Andrew Gleason Comedy. On Instagram. And yeah, it's going to be pretty positive. How dirty is your bottom floor right now? Uh, it's, it's it's getting there. It's getting clean? Yeah. Okay. You brought in the maids? Uh, yes, one or two. Okay. I brought in... Uh, They're French maids. <laughs> Mine are not French. I wanted them to be able to clean up very well. <laughs> <laughs> Mine are the ones from Family Guy. See your Instagram. Like what you do with it this year. Oh, it's going to be fun. Okay. I can't. I can't wait for both our Instagrams. I'm about a month away of my diet from me becoming the sexiest comedian on Instagram. It's going to be great. Like I'm telling you, Drew Gleazy, nothing but shirtless pics. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have seen too many people move up in Instagram just from a booty. You need to be like shirtless doing stuff that you shouldn't be shirtless doing. <laughs> it's like you're constantly shirtless in your everyday life. Exactly. Just <laughs> doing squats with like the chicks. Cooking bacon shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> Those videos are so funny. I'm like, well, how do I need, why do I need to see your booty if you are buying groceries at the grocery store? Like, it's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how to make a, a green cas- a green bean casserole. And yeah, then it's just like just, booty in the yeah, thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I, it I, sells. I, I was like, I did want to find out how to make green bean casserole. This mm. dude is in a in a kitchen trying to teach me. Like I had, because I, I made green bean casserole for uh, 
for Thanksgiving thing, uh, for uh, Christmas. Christmas. And I had like two different YouTube videos to choose from. It was like one dude chef kitchen, all that thumbnail, and then I was like, "But this girl has a boot." <laughs> Do you do uh, Fritos or do you do like uh, onion crisp things? Onion crisp. Yeah. It tastes real good. It tastes real good. So one last thing I want you to do. Yeah. I want you to send a message to 2020 January whatever date the first Saturday is. I want you to send a a message to that Andrew Gleason and I'm going to do the same for future McNeil. All right. Message. I can start or you can start. Uh, message to 2020 Andrew Gleason. I like what you're doing, man. And uh, keep wrapping it up. Uh, I know that girl's hot, but uh, you, you don't want kids. But uh, but I like what you're doing, man. I like what you're doing. Uh, 2020 McNeil. You may be going by Donovan by then. <laughs> because your middle name is sexy. <laughs> um. I like what I like what you're out there doing. You're achieving your goals, but I want you to stay focused because after this year of grinding, you maybe could benefit fit off some of your hard work. Don't yet. Keep it going. That, that beautiful girl in the front row who's laughing at your jokes. Stop falling. <laughs> stop falling for it. I like it. Yep. Thanks for having me on, man. Uh, thank you. I mean, you're going to be on next year. Is mm-hmm. this a yearly thing? Uh, with that being said, that was Humor and Mistakes this week. Holy shit. Did not even, I haven't listened to that episode in so long. I know. That was what, tw- the beginning of 2019? Jan- uh, yeah, it was January. Did we do one for 2020? We didn't. We did a 2019 wrap up. We didn't do a. So what had happened was we had one episode that I did um, that was kind of, like you said, a trial. Yeah. Which that's in the drive as well. I haven't listened to that one. That was, I think, in May of 2018. Okay. I came back in January, did this episode, and then we found out we were going to camp in April. So we did a pre-camp one. Okay. And then we came back, did the recap. And we were talking about the pre-camp one. We forgot about this episode. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. Uh, so this one was the one where we, we we laid out everything we wanted to achieve last year. I I think we got a bunch done. I Yeah, I want to go back and really listen to the full episode and kind of compare and contrast. I know this was before I actually quit drinking altogether. So I was still drinking at this time. Um, we had, I, I was talking about that, that, uh, web series that I was supposedly going to start doing. Yeah. That fell through. There were a couple things that fell through. I have not, I'm not able to take off my shirt yet, but it's going to happen now. Like that just, it's been a year coming, (laughs) full year coming. Uh, we, you started the Instagram, the Instagram's popping. It is. It's growing. Humor and mistakes podcast. Follow us. That's right. Um, what else was in there that we that we kind of? I I I will say that it's a little creepy hearing the message. It is because I'm like, whoa, we now we are in 2020. It's 2020. Uh, I think we got a lot done. Uh, we said we were going to start the podcast. 
uh, not start the podcast, but we said that keep it going. We we're going to keep it going, which is happening. Do you remember what you meant by films? I think I was going to start doing short films, acting. And uh, I think I was going to start filming more sketches. I think that's what I meant. Okay. Um, this wasn't with uh, Steve or anything. No, no I had oh, nothing okay. to do with that. Uh, I was, yeah, I think I was talking more sketches because I have sketches that I just need to get on. So, um, um, yeah, this was pre before, like before, way before we knew we were going to camp. Yeah. Um, way before. A lot, yeah. A lot has changed since then. A lot. It's weird to hear it, right? Yeah. It puts it into perspective. But like, I would say I'm better. I'm definitely. Not if is everything accomplished that was said? No, but it's progress, not perfection. Uh, that's something that sticks out with me. That's causing me to chill out a lot more. Like, it's is everything we're doing with the podcast? Is everything we're doing with YouTube perfect? No, but is it better than it was a month ago? Is it better than it was six months ago? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you just slowly progress. I like yeah. I think that um. It's not like my top moment from the, the the podcast of all time, but like when I heard it, because I just kind of fast forwarded through that episode, yeah. I didn't listen to it, and I heard us uh, sending out the messages to ourselves. I was like, "Hold on, let me back up." <laughs> so I backed up, listened to a little bit about like what we wanted to accomplish, and I was like, "Yeah, we never really did uh, confront uh, confront what we said we were gonna do, and like really analyze how we did, but." Yeah, it's. I think it's worth, uh, at least for us personally, off air. We should go back and listen to it. Um, I am Donovan now. You are Donovan. That's another yeah. one. You are Donovan. Uh, are both of, we? We are pushing positivity. We are. Uh, we're posting to Instagram a lot now. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I think during the episode, I uh, we. Cause this is right after we moved out and we talked about like what the apartment was like. Yeah. And that was funny. <laughs> um, oh, Preog. Preog. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I'm like, all right. So we did do the recap, but, uh, do you want to send out, did we send out a future message? We did not. I think we should do that right now. This very second. Okay. So February, We'll say January, February, whatever, 2021. So when we do the next recap, I'll put a note in the in the the um, humor mistakes folder that we have to go back and listen to this. Okay. All right. Do you want to start? You go. You can go right ahead and start. Look, we can take a moment. Okay. We can edit out the moment, but let me think. 2021, Andrew. I um. If you are still doing the Humor and Mistakes podcast and you're still putting out content on YouTube, that means that there's that you can't be stopped. You and McNeil cannot be stopped because you have passed the point of no return. I think right now you're past the point of no return, but 2021, three years, that's no return. And Congratulations on that. 
Also, I hope that you have reached your personal goals and your lifestyle is truly one that you want to lead. And I hope you're single. <laughs> well, hello, McBeal 2021. How are you doing? Uh, at this point, for about at least three months, you've been posing with your shirt off uh, <laughs> without, with, while being inconspicuous. You've just found a way to have your shirt off in several posts. Uh, second, you're still running with the podcast. Uh, you, you're, 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 you and Andrew are still doing it. The guests are even more better. Uh, things are going well. Uh, in regards to stand up, you're taking more risk in stand up. You're not telling jokes that you will know will work. You are, uh, you're stretching your stand up. And 2020, if 2019 was you jumping. Uh, 2020 is about you being more comfortable jumping. 2019, you were very uncomfortable jumping. Uh, 2019, you're going to take more risk. Uh, you're going to put yourself out there. Um, and uh, you stop sabotaging things. You're not going to sabotage. You're going to live in positivity. Uh, do we want to say those are very fluffy goals? I feel like we had a couple specific uh, ones. Specific ones. Um, you have, right now we have a plan. So 2021, Andrew, I hope that you have enacted that plan and you have reached your specific goal that is in that plan. Uh, as far as Instagram, uh, growing the social media, uh, following and growing the HS2 community. Um, I hope that you, your, your, your projects are consistent and great quality. I hope you get the Evangelion thing out. I hope the Game of Thrones uh, seasons went well. I hope um, that you have booked, you know, decent-sized guests for the podcast. By now, McNeil, you have for at least six months been dropping weekly videos of I Keep It McReal. You have branded I Keep It McReal. Uh, you have created a following. You have done that. And if you haven't done it, then whatever the fuck you're doing, you stop. That is now your main project. I don't give a fuck what else you're doing. Andrew will take over whatever needs to be done for humor and mistakes for that month for you to get this project off the ground. You hear me? You stop whatever you're doing. You turn it over to Andrew for a month. Until you get out, I keep it McReal. You've talked about it for years. It's time to get it done. That's first thing. Uh, second thing is that you have become more confident in stand-up through getting on stage. Third, you stop being so much anti-social so, so anti and you talk to other comics even if you don't fucking like them. And HS2 Comedy is a brand. It is a brand. It is growing. It is engaging with its fans and community. It has fans. It has fans. And 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 people like us. Yep. 
So I can't think of a better way to end the episode. Not me neither. Uh, oh, follow us. There you go. On uh, follow me on Inst- I'm Andrew. Follow me on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and TikTok at Andrew Gleason NC. Follow Humor and Mistakes on Instagram. Uh, Humor in Mistakes podcast. Like us on Facebook. Engage with us. Send us a message. Talk with us. Uh, review us on iTunes. Subscribe to us wherever you can. And uh, I, sh- I don't even need to uh, do that anymore because we're going to have an outro by then. But by now. But uh, all, all that great stuff, man. And uh, follow me at I Keep It McReal. Uh, you can Google it, it'll point you to everything. And if not, by now, it will by the time you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a weird time. Yeah, like, like, like an episode, because we're recording it in advance. And we're recording we're we're talking to our future selves of our future selves. So it's like it's yeah. weird. But uh yeah, we keep saying things like by now, by now, by now. But yeah, two years, man. Yeah, two years. Uh this it it wasn't easy, but it was fun. Yeah. And whatever you do, just keep going with it. Like that would be my advice. Yes, sir. Um We out. Thank you for listening to the podcast all the way through. If you've enjoyed this, please like and subscribe or just let us know what we can do to improve your listening experience. Thank you, little mistakers.